Hello, welcome to the Down Back Drop podcast hosted by Connor Evers, the Director of Recruiting for the PGA Golf Manager Program here at Methodist University. This podcast is recorded live from the Mass Communications Department here on campus with special help from Paul Joseph. Each week I sit down with alumni, our PGM staff, and friends and family of the program, as well as current students. We share stories, key information, and best practices of why our PGA Golf Manager program here at Methodist University is the best in the United States of America. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Down Back Drop, episode number eight. Today, we have alumni Colin Gooch on the podcast. Colin is originally from Providence, Kentucky, and he's a 2002 graduate of Methodist University, as well as our PGA Golf Manager program. And currently, he's a business development consultant for Gallus Golf as well. Colin, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Yeah. So kind of talk a little bit more about where you kind of were raised and how it all um, kind of came to, to playing golf. And how did you know that golf was going to be one of your portions of your career? Yeah, man, it was a long time ago. But yeah, um, you know, I grew up in rural Kentucky, um, western Kentucky in a small town called Providence. Uh, very, you know, it was a very small town of 2000, some odd people. Um, but we, I did have, we did have a, like a nine hole little semi-private golf course there and started the game later and I was probably around 12 or 13, but, um, went out one weekend with my dad and, and my granddad and we just played a quick round of golf and I'm like, man, this is really fun. So, you know, that got to a point where I was doing that almost every weekend. And then it got to the summers when my mom would drop me off at the golf course, probably at, 6 30 in the morning and i she had to come pick me up at night to get me off the golf course so it just playing golf all day long great and and obviously a lot of our our alumni will play golf at a young age like yourself and myself as well so when did you know that golf was going to be just from one of those just games you played to then now your career yeah i was in in high school uh you know made was on the golf team and traveled a little bit and was able to play there and i was like man this is this is really something I really enjoy doing a lot. And um, I knew that at some point that, you know, just with lack of kind of access to a PGA pro or, you know, some of the funds that you can get sometimes to take that next level. And obviously there's a talent factor too. You know, I had some, but not, a, you know, I wanted to play on TV, you know, play on the tour make money and doing it. But I just, uh, I was able to find out my mother was doing some research. She's like, you know, you can actually go to school to, to learn about the business of golf. And I was right. like, you know, what, I've never even heard of this before was, you know, I was lucky that she was able to do that for me because in certain spots of the country, you're not, you would never even know this. Of course. So she was able to find it and then, uh, took a couple of c- campus tours at some other, uh, uh, universities, but methods just seemed like it was the right fit for me. Great. And like you're saying there, you, you did a lot of campus visits. What stuck out to, to you? So why did you come to Methodist compared to some other universities? What was kind of that big determining factor? Well, selfishly, you know, golf is the first, I mean, you're a young kid, you're not thinking about all the the other stuff that a parent would think of, but, you know, having the access to your own driving range and golf course that you can just go out there whenever that's just right there on campus was huge for me. And the the proximity to a lot of other golf courses in the area, whether it be just to play golf when I'm not in class or, you know, for internship possibilities. Um, but my parents, when we toured the, the, the Methodist more than any of the others, we got a little lot the more warm and fuzzies from the faculty, uh, you know, 
Uh, you're you're going to be in good hands and uh, told us basically a vision of what we see this young man doing, you know, in his four years and where he's the opportunity that he's going to have. And they, when they left, uh, they were pretty much on the, well, of course that was obviously not their, just their decision, but we kind of aligned and thought this was the right place for me to go. Great. And, Talk a little bit more about kind of your overall experience at Methodist. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about internships and, and where you went, but talk about kind of your overall experience just at, at the university. It was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. You know, the, I was, this, you know, my brother who was older than me, he was the, kind of the first one who actually left our Western Kentucky vacuum or umbrella, <laughs> you know? Sure. So, you, you know, being able to meet, you know, you know, men and women from, from all over the country, all over the world, that was just something like, you just have no idea that what to expect. And, uh, we're able to, to generate a lot of good friendships, um, you know, in the classroom around the golf course and just being able to meet a lot of people from everywhere was something that just kind of opened up my eyes. Um, and then kind of got me to the point where, you know, uh, there's a, there's a tons of things out there in that world that you can go. And that led me to some ex- great experiences in internships and career in jobs, you know, stuff like that. Great. Like you were just mentioning their internships, where did you go for those? Uh, kind of talk a little about your experience at each one of those as well and, and how it kind of shaped your career as of today. Yeah. Yeah. I first started out as a golf services attendant at Stone Mountain. It was a Marriott managed property in the Atlanta market, a 36 hole resort. Um, you know, it, and it was good for me. I start, kind of started um, in the in, in the intermediate I and mean, I didn't really have any experience. So I didn't expect to like be in the golf shop, checking in people, you know, stuff like that. So started outside, you know, carts and driving range and helping guests and stuff like that, loading bags. And which was a really fun experience. Um, you know, and then worked at a private club the next year. Uh, that was, would be the summer of 2000 at Piedmont driving club in the South Atlanta. So went from resort to private was still in golf services at that time, but you know, we, that was that golf course just opened that summer. So you had a Reese Jones design private club that just opened. So I got some experience of opening a golf course at a young age, which was nice. cool. Uh, and then you got the experience of dealing with members. It's just a totally sure. different mindset and a totally different experience. And then uh, moving on to oh, 2001, working at the Rookery at uh, Marco Island. That's a Marriott resort in southwest Florida. 18 holes at the time, gigantic hotel on the island itself. So it was still kind of back in with Marriott Golf and was able to make some contacts there. And that kind of what led me to, upon graduation, continuing working for Marriott Golf uh, after that, moving up to the Northern Virginia area and working full-time there uh, as an assistant golf professional, then the tournament coordinator and getting my PGA membership in 06. Uh, or what your Good. career uh, went into af- after graduation and kind of talk about your more positions after that. Yeah, uh, you know, I moved quite a bit. You know, I think the, one of the good thing about a management company like Marriott is if you're mobile and you're willing to relocate, you can sure. get a lot of opportunities. So basically two months after I was able to get my member PGA membership, um, I was offered a, an associate golf professional, which is kind of an intermediate or, you know, um, early on manager role at the uh, Marriott Shadow Ridge in Palm Desert, California, a gigantic resort. 18-hole Nick Faldo design with the Golf Academy, 44,000 rounds a year. Got a lot of experience at a really busy facility. Um, and about a year and a half later, you know, I was enjoyed working back in the East Coast, developed a lot of friends uh, who also worked at other golf properties there. But uh, the owner of that property, which was Westfields, um, 
really made a good impression with him. And there, there was a head golf professional uh, position open. Um, and he w- w- was interested in me coming back. Obviously, there's corporate things that have to go through that as well. But um, so I moved back to the uh, D.C. market. I was head golf professional there for about four years. Uh, so that would be up until 2011. And then um, it gets to a point where you're just looking to not getting complacent, but you want to continue to change and, you know, whatever. So um, the head golf professional position back at Shadow Ridge in Palm Desert came available. So I was like, let's have a head golf professional experience at a semi-private daily fee course. Now I can go at a, at a world-renowned resort and be the head professional there, a lot more experience with merchandising and things of that nature. So was there in, um, f- let's see, February of 11 up until November of 2014. And then uh, that got to a point where um, chances with upper mobility and things of that nature, I was thinking about maybe getting back to the East Coast. There wasn't anything with merit at the time, and I wanted to try the private side so um i moved to jupiter florida which is a beautiful area i mean it's private club haven i think (laughs) there's one public course within like 30 miles uh you know tiger lives there you know it's funny you go into the mall and my first day moving there i'm walking out of the mall and uh at a wet verizon store to switch my phone over to a different number like lee westwood's walking out like it's just crazy you know rock (laughs) going to a restaurant rocco's tacos down there right by pga national and you know, look down and Roy, Roy McElroy's having dinner. Like it's just a, it's an unreal area, but getting back to the course, it's a, it was an 18 hole toll brothers managed property. Toll brothers at the time managed about 12 golf courses, all private. Obviously they're a world, world renowned home builder, uh, but they bring in a lot of good designers to build golf courses to sell the houses. Uh, and then th- right. now they're, they got purchased by club corp, obviously a little while back, but that was after I had already left really good experience, about 400 members, full private, you know, so at the time had golf professional title at three different types of facilities. Um, and it got to a point where Merritt golf approached me and, um, you know, there was a position open for director of golf at the Griffin gate Merritt resort and spa in Lexington, you know, originally from Kentucky. Um, that was an opportunity I really couldn't pass up. Um, sure. got a lot of good experience there. Uh, good with the Merritt team and, uh, was there for about four years up until I uh, changed kind of a career path and worked started working with Gallus up to that point. Nice. So you moved moved around a lot. Did, yeah. Did you did you mind that or was that kind of your passion of, of moving around and seeing the country or just just how it worked? Yeah. Yeah. Like like I mentioned, growing up, you know, in Western Kentucky, you know, a lot of people didn't. That's just this is it. You know, this is where right. you're from. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's you know, it, it's funny when you got when I get old, I uh, got older. It's like. And when I left to go to Methodist, I'm like this ever coming back to Kentucky <laughs> ever, you know, sure. and when this position came available, I'm like, man, like, I never thought I would say this, but I'm like, this is, this is, this is, this is actually perfect for me, you know, uh, get to be back with some of your people. Uh, it's just the atmosphere is a little bit, you know, slower paced and we were able to do a lot of good things there. But yeah, I mean, I, when I was younger, you know, if you're able to move around, I was like, okay, what's the position? Not that right. I was eagerly looking to leave the place I was at, but if it's career progression uh, and you're able to get some experience that you didn't have before, then it, it certainly took piqued my interest for sure. Great, great. And you were talking about new company you're working for. Uh, our, our staff actually just 
you know, uh, was able to to talk with you prior to this podcast more about the, yeah. the company and what your business is. But if for some reason someone wouldn't know what Gallus Golf is, kind of talk a little more, more about the company and, and what you guys do. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, we're the number one branded mobile app solutions for clubs to, to connect with their customers. So we work with every type of facility uh, out there, you know, and we're working with companies, uh, golf courses in the United States, Canada, Mexico, and in the UK. So we work with over 800, almost 850 golf facilities now, uh, and we're growing because uh, obviously technology, especially in this contactless world, we're, we're busier, just like golf courses are in 2020. We're busier than we probably have ever been, uh, but we work with, you know, public resort, multi-course operators, municipalities, private clubs, and even some off-course uh, facilities, you know, that have just simulators or just, you know, driving ranges, par threes, you know, that's, th those are always popping up everywhere. So sure. we work with the club to, to manage, help manage them as being an extension of their experience by all the services that we provide. And that's a lot of them like GPS and booking tee times and checking in through your phone. And obviously there's push notifications and all type of communication you can do uh, from the app to the customer. Uh, it just creates more loyalty to that specific golf course or facility. Nice. And uh, kind of follow up question on that too. Has COVID impacted your company? Uh, has there been a lot more golf courses that have jumped on? Where I, I, I've kind of reiterated in the past podcasts too. You know, clubs and especially our our public and resort um, friends. You know, they're they're having play up multitudes uh, from yeah. past years. But ha have you had more accounts uh, because of the whole COVID pandemic situation? Yeah, and we're you know being an operator and work through it because I've half part of this year, I was, I was with that in the same position as that operator, you know, you're, you're busy as, you, as you've ever been. Um, you don't have anywhere near the staff that you would normally have uh, because the property is probably uh, like me. I was at a resort. So I had a hotel that was just 4% occupancy, you know? So right. when we were busy, we still couldn't have the amount of staff that we would want to have. So the phone's ringing off the hook. Um, so being able to have another, another of course, I'd had this app at our facility for about three or four years. So we were kind of ahead of the game, but for an operator standpoint, we have one other Avenue to be able to book a tea time. And in some cases, even check in and pay for your tea time on your, on the phone, uh, makes it a lot easier for that facility. Um, because you know, the, the first customer you want to take care of is the ones that's in front of you, sure. you know? The phone's ringing off. You want to take care of them, but at the same time, you want them to make the tea time. But um, educating them on, you know, booking online or booking through the app is just that's just one more way that you can uh, satisfy their need. Uh, but yeah, we've been as busy as we probably have ever been. Nice, and and kind of backtrack as well back to your time at Methodist. Have there been anything you would have changed or done differently internships uh, while you were a student at Methodist? Uh, no, I had a great experience. It was fun. I mean, I still keep in touch with some of the faculty that's still there, uh, which was a long time ago for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and the friendships that you created when I was there, uh, you know, still talk to a, a lot of the people that I, that, we, that I graduated with, you know, not all the time because we're obviously a little bit older and have our own lives now. But, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's looking to get into the career in golf because uh, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to get a lot of experience. Uh, you're going to get a lot of opportunities, you know, like I said, you'll be able to, I never thought as a kid being in a rural Kentucky that I would be traveling all over the country to work at these golf, these beautiful golf courses and meet a lot of people, you know, uh, not just faculty, but, uh, and, and, and friends that you generate at school, but contacts and, you know, that management companies and stuff like that, that you're, that you never would have thought you would have had access to. Sure. 
I guess kind of follow up on that as well. If, if a prospective student, if they're, you know, they've been accepted to Methodist, they've been accepted to a few other schools, PGM and maybe non-PGM schools, why should they come to Methodist? Why, why should they come here and continue their, their education here and obviously their, their career as a golf professional? Why Methodist? I think you're going to have, be surrounded by uh, the faculty there. They're going to nurture you and they're always going to be there if you have a question or need something. You know, I've been in many offices just needing to talk to somebody, you know, whether it's about school or not, you know. Um, and I always felt like I, I was never bothering any of the staff by, you know, wanting to talk with them about anything. Uh, they always like have an open door. I can't imagine any of the doors being closed. Um, you know, and then um, I, I knowing um, that they're going to put you in a position to succeed, you know, and you have to put in your work, too, obviously. But. Um, if you, if you really show them that you're, you know, this is your passion, uh, which I was passionate when I was there, I love the game of golf. I mean, you just, you just eat, drink and sleep it and, you know, um, and you want it to be your career, uh, they're going to put you in a position to be where you want to be, you know, and now if that's something, if you have the same passions that I do, then now Methodist is definitely a place you need to entertain going to for sure. Great. Thanks, Colin. And last thing, uh, some of your classmates you graduated with might be listening. Anything you'd like to say to them? <laughs> uh, is this, I don't know if it, we it may have to censor some of this stuff. <laughs> but, no, but like, you know, Nick Jacoby's a friend of mine, O2 graduate, you know, he's in North Carolina, Steve Psycho, you know, Mike Woods up at, uh, in, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. There's probably a lot of other ones I haven't mentioned, but, you know, um, a lot of them actually I'm not able to mention just because we don't have enough time, but. Uh, if they are listening, uh, we'll just, we, every time we get together, we always talk about spring break or senior year. That's a conversation. That, <laughs> that's a rabbit hole that just goes really deep <laughs> at times. That's fair. Well, uh, Colin, I really appreciate your time coming to the podcast. Uh, hope the viewers and listeners learn more about yourself, uh, obviously the company you're, you're working with, and, and just some more insight uh, with best, best practices and all those good things. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks a lot. Have a happy holidays to you and all the listeners. Appreciate it. Likewise. Thanks, Colin. Again, this was episode number eight of the Down Back Drop. I appreciate everyone listening and have a great Friday.